before I pray and then have the message, I would like to mention that J.C. Ryle, J.C. Ryle, Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of Luke, has been of real help to me in preparing this message, and I will be utilizing him throughout the message. Uh, J.C. Ryle, Expository Thoughts on Luke. He has written expository thoughts on Matthew and on Mark and on Luke and on John, and uh, he did it so that the uh, people of his congregation would understand and help their children to understand what the Gospels are teaching. And we're going to utilize him this morning in reference to Luke's account of the Palm Sunday story. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bow before you and we ask for your grace to continue to be with us here this morning, your grace and your mercy Oh, Heavenly Father, we need you, we need your kindness, we need your goodness. Would you please bless us as we go into uh, part of your word. And Heavenly Father, we would pray that through your kindness, through your goodness, you would honor and exalt yourself and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We pray to you in Jesus' name, amen. There are some stories in the Bible which are quite familiar. Uh, Noah and the ark, Joshua and the battle of Jericho, uh, David and Goliath, Jonah and the great fish, Daniel in the den of lions. Jesus feeds the 5,000. And Jesus and the Palm Sunday story. You perhaps have read and heard the Palm Sunday story 20, 30, 50 times. And you perhaps may think in reference to it, I like it, I love it, but is there any truth in it that I have not already been taught? Is there anything new in it for me? I, of course, don't know the answer to that, but I do know this, I have some worthwhile truths, some important lessons from the Palm Sunday story for our consideration today. So, please listen to our points, to our truths, and determine to profit from them through the help of the Lord God. Lesson number one, the Palm Sunday story reminds us of the perfect knowledge 
of the Lord Jesus. I'm taking that from verses 28 through 34 of Luke 19. I will not reread those verses for us now, but it would probably be a good idea for you to have those verses before your eyes and to drop your eyes on them. Luke 19, verses 28 through 34. The Lord Jesus, to begin Palm Sunday, sent two of his disciples to a village and told them what they would find at the entrance of that village. He said to them that they would find a colt tied there, a a colt upon which no one has ever ridden. And it was so. The Lord Jesus also told his two disciples what words they should say which would free them of any difficulty in bringing the colt to him. And what the Lord Jesus said to his disciples once again was right on. The Palm Sunday story, I think, reminds us of the perfect knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Before him, all things are open. He is one who knows the unseen as well as the seen. In a story in Mark 2, the story of Jesus healing a paralytic, we are told that the Lord Jesus knew what some teachers of the law were thinking in their hearts on that occasion. In John 1, we are told that Jesus said to Nathanael that he saw him under the fig tree, and Jesus was not anywhere physically near Nathanael and that fig tree. And in John 6, we are told that the Lord Jesus knew from the beginning which of his followers would not really believe in him and the one who should betray him. What are we to make of passages like these? Passages like these are meant to teach us that the Lord Jesus has complete knowledge, that he knows everything, that he is not only man, but he is truly God as well. Application. I quote from J.C. Ryle. The thought of Christ's perfect knowledge should bring comfort to all true Christians and should encourage them to diligence in good works. The Lord's eye is always upon them. Comfort. The Lord Jesus knows 
where we are, what we're going through, and what our daily needs are. He knows and he cares. Comfort. The Lord Jesus knows when we are being hurt, when, when we are being mistreated by the world. He knows and he cares. Comfort. Diligence. We live before his face. Therefore, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Diligence. Walk steadily in the right way. And do not turn aside to the right or to the left. The perfect knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Comfort for our hearts and diligence to our lives. Lesson number two. The Palm Sunday story teaches us that the Lord Jesus is the Messiah. He is the promised. He is the awaited. He is the needed spiritual king, spiritual deliverer. He is the anointed one of God come to save his people from their sins. This is taken from verses 35 through 40 of our text. Once again, I will not reread these verses, but I'll ask you to drop your eyes on them. What is going on in these verses, 35 through 40? What is this triumphal entry all about? Quite simply, the Lord Jesus is announcing that he is indeed the king of Israel, that he is indeed the awaited Messiah. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Do you hear what they're saying about you? I tell you, Jesus replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. In the Old Testament, it was prophesied that when the Messiah would come, he would enter Jerusalem in a certain manner. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus entered Jerusalem in that very manner, fulfilling prophecy and declaring that he is the promised Messiah. Palm Sunday is the Lord Jesus publicly announcing that he is the Christ. Although this particular occasion in our Lord's life 
is unlike the general character of our Lord. Quote, it is curiously unlike the ways of him who did not cry out, who did not strive, who did not let his voice be heard in the streets. He didn't go around, in other words, saying, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah, come, listen to me, I'm the Messiah. In the Gospels, we see him sometimes charging those whom he has healed to tell no one what he has done. We see him at times withdrawing from public attention. We see him retiring into the wilderness. On this present occasion, however, things are quite different. The Lord is encouraging this public display. Why? Why? Listen, J.C. Ryle, the Lord knew that the time had come when he was to die for sinners on the cross. His work as the sacrifice for sin was about to be accomplished. Before giving himself up as the sacrifice, he wanted to draw the attention of the people to himself and that work. The Lamb of God was about to be slain, and the Lord Jesus wanted the eyes of the people to be fixed on him and his death, so they and we would know the good news of God. Most of all, Palm Sunday is the Lord Jesus announcing himself as the Messiah so that the good news would be there, would be seen, would be proclaimed, the good news of God, of forgiveness and eternal life. I want to ask you yet again, have you received the Lord Jesus as the Christ, as the anointed one of God who has come to deliver, to save his people from their sins? Have you embraced the good news of forgiveness and eternal life in Jesus Christ? Palm Sunday, most of all, is Jesus having people know that. Lesson number three. The Palm Sunday story also teaches us of the great compassion of the Lord Jesus towards sinners. We see this in verses 41 and 42 of Luke 19. I will read these verses once again. Luke 19, 41 and 42. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. We are told that when 
Jesus came near Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. He, he beheld the city and he cried over it. The Lord Jesus knew well the character of the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He, he knew their religious pride of heart. He knew their self-righteousness. He knew their stubbornness. He knew well what they were going to do to him within a few days, crucify him. And yet, knowing all this, our Lord Jesus wept, cried over Jerusalem. He still pitied Jerusalem. The Lord Jesus has great compassion for lost sinners. He has pity for those who are not saved. When unrepentant sinners are sentenced to eternal condemnation, they will not be able to offer the excuse that Christ had no love for them, that Christ was not ready to save them. Some here this morning, no doubt, are not saved. What am I to say about that? The Lord Jesus has compassion for you. He sincerely calls you to come to him and be saved. He has made known to you again and again that he is the Savior. He is full of mercy for you. He calls you to come to him. I had a friend who died of cancer. One Sunday, I, I visited him, and because of the Lord's compassion for the lost, I was able to truly present to him the good news of forgiveness and eternal life. I visited him again in the hospital, and I was able to present to him and his roommate sincerely, truly, the good news of Jesus Christ, his forgiveness, and his eternal life. I am able to say to you this morning, the Lord Jesus calls you to come to him and be saved. Lesson number three from Palm Sunday, the great compassion of the Lord Jesus. Listen to this quote to apply it to our lives. We know little of true Christianity if we do not feel a deep concern about the souls of unconverted people. A lazy indifference about the spiritual state of others may save us much trouble. To care nothing whether our neighbors are going to heaven or hell is no doubt the way of the world. But a person of this spirit is very unlike David, who said, rivers of water 
run down my eyes because men do not keep your law. He is very unlike Paul who said, I have great heaviness and continual sorrow of heart for my brothers. But above all, he is very unlike the Lord Jesus. If Christ felt tenderly about lost people, the disciples of Christ ought to feel likewise. Do I have a deep concern for the unconverted? Do I feel tenderly about the lost? Have I ever wept, either outwardly or inwardly, have I ever wept in reference to someone I know who is not right with God? We see in the Palm Sunday story the great compassion of the Lord Jesus for the lost. And an application is that's exactly the way we are to be as well. Here's lesson number four. The Palm Sunday story teaches us, those of us here this morning, that there is a spiritual ignorance which is inexcusable. Verse 42 of Luke 19. And Jesus said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. I think what we're to understand there is this. The Jews of Jerusalem should have known that the time of the Messiah had come. The Jews of Jerusalem should have known that the Lord Jesus is the Messiah. But they did not. Their rulers and teachers were ignorant. The people did not see. The Jews had the Old Testament scriptures. They had the prophets. They had John the Baptist. They had the miracles and words and fulfilled prophecies of Jesus. The, the rulers should have examined the evidences and considered the plain facts. The people should have seen the signs of the times, but they did not. And their ignorance was without excuse. Therefore, judgment was soon to come upon them to the uttermost. But my friends, there is a spiritual ignorance that is inexcusable. We spend time teaching our children all kinds of things. How to fish, how to cook, how to build something, how to read. We spend time running our children to all kinds of lessons and activities, piano lessons, soccer practice, baseball games, school functions. But do our children know the truths about Jesus Christ and eternal life? We spend time 
learning different things. Different things for work, different things about a hobby. We spend time running to all sorts of meetings and places, but do we know the truths about Jesus Christ and eternal life? Our children and we should know. We have the Old and New Testament scriptures. We have pastors and teachers. We have churches. We have Christians around us. We have much spiritual privilege. We should know. And if we don't, that is inexcusable. While attending a conference outside of Philadelphia, I stayed at a bed and breakfast. And at breakfast, I would talk to the owner, who was also the hostess of the bed and breakfast. And she loved to tell me about her daughter, about her daughter's mental brightness, and good looks, and accomplishments, and future. Everything except her daughter's knowledge of Christ. And that will be inexcusable. Please hear me. Ignorance of Jesus Christ will never be allowed of us as a plea in our favor on Judgment Day. I didn't know. I just didn't know. When we stand before the judgment seat of God one day and are ignorant of Christ and his good news, that will add to our guilt. We could very well hear the words, if you, even you, had only known. If you are ignorant of Christ, you need to make it your number one priority to take advantage of what is all around you to learn of him, to learn what he is about, and to learn of eternal life. One more lesson from the Palm Sunday story. And the last lesson is this. The Palm Sunday story teaches us of the just wrath of God. I'm not sure how many pulpits today that cover the Palm Sunday story will bring this up, but it's there. It's very much a part of the story. Look at verses 43 and 44 once again. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another 
because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Many don't like to hear about the wrath of God. Some, in fact, do their best to deny the wrath of God. A fellow pastor once asked three people what they thought about hell before they became followers of Christ. And he said each one gave the same answer. Each one said, I don't like to think about it. I tried not to think about it. Many don't like to hear about it. Some, in fact, do their best to deny it. But it's a truth about God. God will deal with disobedience. God will not ignore our rebellion. He will not sweep our sins under the carpet. He will deal with our turning our own way. And he will deal with rejecting his son, the Lord Jesus. And that is what we read about last of all in the Palm Sunday story in the Gospel of Luke. God sent his son as the Savior. The Lord Jesus came first to the Jews who had been told about him, who were taught about him, who were to be looking for him. The Jews, however, did not receive him. They mocked him. They, they persecuted him. They put him to death. They crucified him. And because they did not recognize the time of God's coming to them, God judged them. Temporally, he destroyed Jerusalem. Eternally, he condemned them to hell. There is a wrath of God, a just, righteous punishment of God, and we learn of it further in the Palm Sunday story. In John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, we read, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. The children of Israel were going to the promised land. And as they were traveling through the wilderness, once again they complained. Once again they bellyached. Once again they rebelled. Once again they sinned. Do you remember what God did? He sent poisonous snakes. And the poisonous snakes started to bite the Israelites. And the book of Numbers tells us that many of them went on to die. They cried out to Moses, we have sinned. Speak to God. Ask God to rescue us. Moses spoke to God. 
God told Moses to make a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, hold up the pole, and everyone who would look to that bronze serpent would be rescued. Here's, here's the situation. The people are sinning. God is judging. God makes a way. Those who see the way and embrace it are rescued, but those who do not, for one reason or another, they do not. They die. The judgment of God takes hold upon them. John chapter 3, verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. I last of all see in the Palm Sunday story that God will deal with our disobedience. He will temporally and eternally judge us unless we embrace the way that he has made in love for us. Years ago, I worked with young people in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. A young man by the name of Bill became a Christian. One day, Bill went to a gas station, and uh, this was years ago, because at the gas station Bill went to, a man came out and pumped his gas and cleaned his windshield and popped his hood to check his oil. Some of you don't even have the slightest idea what I'm talking about here. But there's a few of us who still remember that. Well, Bill was at this gas station, and while this man was doing these things, Bill, new Christian, excited for the Lord, started to tell him about the Lord Jesus. And the man stopped him and said, Look, I'm going to hell. I know it, and that's okay with me. Well, Bill, probably because he was a young Christian and not experienced in situations like that, he didn't know what to do except hop in the car, and he drove over to where I was living, and he told me the story. And I went and got in my car, drove over to the gas station. That man was still there, and as he was doing these different things to my car, I started to tell him about the Lord Jesus. And he stopped me, and he said, Look, I'm going to hell. I know it, and that's okay with me. To be honest, I don't remember how I responded to him on that occasion. I hope I responded in at least these two ways. Number one, I told him what hell is really like. In other words, I tried to clear up the misconception he had in his mind that hell was going to be a rather great place. He would be there with his friends. They would have a fine time together. They would have one gigantic forever tailgate party, and he was looking forward to it. I hope 
I told him what the Bible says, that it is absolutely horrible that those in hell would give all the world and even beyond that for one less sin to be charged to their account for judgment. I hope I made it clear to him that hell is a time of suffering forever. He'll never get out of it. And I also hope I said to him, but incredible as this might sound, God has made a way for you to not only escape hell, but to become his child and enjoy him and live for him and have a really fulfilling life. I hope they're the things I said to him. But they're the things I want to say to you in closing today. The Palm Sunday story tells us that there is a judgment of God. But the Palm Sunday story also tells us that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And those who believe in him will not be condemned. Go to the Lord Jesus and be saved by him. Let's pray.